0: Hey guys, welcome to Fangirls, Moms, and Cocktails. I'm your host, Tiffany, and I have got Leslie here with me. She is one of my besties, and she is from Raleigh, North Carolina. Hey, Leslie. Hey,
1: hey y'all. What's up? So uh, today,
0: we're going to be discussing... um, Our cocktail is going to be Summer Solstice, which we'll go over in a moment. And then we've got Spider-Man, Far From Home. Spidey. And then we're going to just talk about... um, mom life banter mm. and currently Leslie is in Wilmington mm-hmm. and uh we have our kids uh hanging out together which is
1: <laughs> 2, 5 and 7 2, Holy. 5 and 7
0: that is a lot and uh, I apologize for the background noise but we have Mr. Loki
1: Hi, Loki. And we
0: have Mr. Thor hanging out in the background. So, this is going to be interesting.
1: Hi, honey bunny. So, apologies
0: if you hear any of the little jingles, but they love y'all. They are here.
1: Yes.
0: So, Les, hey, let's go ahead and get into our cocktail. Hey, y'all. So, today we're doing a summer solstice. Uh I guess you could call it what a gin and tonic?
1: It's like a gin and tonic, yeah, but it's a fancy gin and tonic. It
0: is fancy. So I'm not sure if this isn't actually a thing, right? Did no, we, we kind of like it make thing. it up?
1: Okay. By discovery and trial and error, because the summer solstice is so delicious, but it's a little overpowering on its own. It is. So for
0: those of you that don't know, this year Hendrix Gin came out with uh it's like a light purple-ish kind of bottle. It's called Summer Solstice, and it's very strong, and it has a very heavy floral scent, taste. Distinct. Yes, very Very. much so. So what Leslie and uh, her parents decided to do, because they are huge connoisseurs in all things wine, beer, and liquor, they decided to do... um, a mix of regular Hendrix gin with the Hendrix Summer Solstice and some tonic with a garnish of lime to yes. create the Summer Solstice tonic it's a, Yeah,
1: it's a summer tonic.
0: It sounds like what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically what we do is we do half an ounce of the Hendrix Summer Solstice and we do one ounce... Or one and a half ounces of Hendricks gin, and then you just top it with tonic, and obviously make sure you have lots of ice, and you mix it real good, and then garnish it with a lime, and you guys are set. So, yeah. it may not be the drink for everybody, like we said, it's kind of strong. Um, personally, I can maybe only do one. Yeah, but two it's a great mats. way to
1: start your afternoon.
0: It is uh, because we believe martini time starts at five p.m. on the dot. If
1: not before, yes. If- if- Particularly
0: on Sundays. Yes. Um, hashtag mom life. Yes. <laughs> um So anyway, we were going to get into Spider Man Far From Home, and again, we know that this is uh, pretty late as far as podcasting goes with the movie coming out. But again, we're just playing around here. We're still kind of new with this. So um, Spider Man. I mean, Spider Man. Spoiler hey, alert. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's talk about Spidey. So, uh, first off, opening of the scene, of the scene, of the movie. Yes. We've got I Will Always Love You by Winnie Houston. Of
1: course, which is originally a Dolly Parton song, by the way, but whatever.
0: It is, it is. Um,
1: and I can't,
0: (laughs) I, I can't lie, when it first started and, you know, my husband, Dan, and I are in the movie theater and we're watching the Marvel Studios, you know, flipping of the, or whatever you want to call that, the, uh. The opening graphics, I guess you could say. I couldn't help but think of This is the End. Have Um, you seen
1: This is the End? Like the Doors movie? No. (laughs) This is the end. Oh, this is the end where Hermione Granger steals their stuff? Yes.
0: Hermione Granger steals everyone's shit. Okay. This is with Seth Rogen, James Franco, Craig Robinson, all of them. I got you. So yeah, Yeah. the very end, they do this whole I Will Always Love You. So that was like the first thing that popped into my head. And then I see this big like, homage to Tony Stark, which was, like, the most amazing thing ever. And a little Black Widow, because, let's face it, Black Widow sacrificed herself, but... End cap. End cap. Everybody. All the ends. Everybody played a part. But I thought it was fantastic. And then we cut to everybody not knowing that the actual, quote-unquote, snap happened. And we're all calling it the blip. The blip. Everybody's calling it the blip, which I'm not a fan of, but whatever. What else are they going to call it? They don't know about Thanos. They don't know about the snap. So whatever. Um, So yeah, we start off with that. And it's funny because the majority of everybody that's in Peter's group were all a victim to the snap. So it's essentially a little confusing in the beginning because they all talk about how everybody that was not a victim to the snap or the the blip actually aged five years. And everybody that was not.
1: Mm. Mm. Or I'm sorry.
0: F- strike that, flip it, and reverse it. Yeah, sure. Um, everybody that <laughs> didn't disappear during the snap, they did age five years. Everybody yeah. that did disappear during the snap, they did not. did not age five years. So Peter's core group of friends, they're all, they're all the same. So right. Zendaya, Peter. Uh, what's his face. Ned, Ned, the guy in the chair. The Hawaiian fat friend who I absolutely love. The guy in the chair. I love him. Yes. Um, so yeah. So it's a little confusing in the beginning and I get super sucked into these movies and I get very excited and I like see everything the way the characters are seeing it and I'm like, "Oh, oh my gosh, wait, what's happening?" Okay. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah.
1: so yeah. your thoughts on the beginning of the movie? So we've, you know, we've talked about this, I'm sure y'all have as well, but Tiffany and I have talked about this, and we were confused, and then we felt like it was, um, like, kind of played too lightheartedly with the kids doing the newscast on campus, and referring to it as the blip, and not addressing what actually happened, and just... It's almost like they frosted over it with fluffy pink bubblegum ice cream. Like, oh, these people were gone for five years, and everybody thought they were gone forever, and all of a sudden, everybody's back, and it's but all fine. hey, you know, hey, whatever. It's all fine, let's yeah. go back to college and have a dance, right? And go to Europe. on Well, and they school they trip. are
0: teenagers; they are in high school, so essentially, it's kind of like, nah, eh, whatever. Y'all, he does selfies. Spider Man is now doing selfies. First of all, Peter Parker was officially dubbed an Avenger in Infinity War, if everybody remembers, because Iron Man dubbed him an Avenger. Mm. And now he is doing functions with May and he is taking selfies with fans and he's in the back with Happy and Happy Hogan and he's um, ghosting. Fury? Yeah. I mean Fury's calling and
1: he's bam voice And man. no one ghosts Fury. Um, boom. And also is now. Spider-Man now Shazam, because hashtag DC what? Oh, I haven't seen Shazam yet, so okay. hashtag no spoilers. Thank you no very spoilers. much. Sorry. But that's okay. All right. Um <laughs> so <laughs> it's, what happens, y'all. That's
0: okay. And um, we're not gonna lie, y'all. Our kids are in bed and we started drinking a few hours ago. So this is uh you're getting raw footage right here. hmm But Thank anyhow. So, yeah, so Peter's, you know, trying to live up to his expectations that Tony Stark kind of put him on his, you know, little mini teenage pedestal. But we're also mourning the loss of... Of Tony, obviously. And uh, so we cut to Peter ghosting Fury, essentially, because he's going on vacation. They're all going abroad in Europe, and, you know, he's like, I'm off. I'm, that's it. I'm a superhero... I'm off. Hashtag
1: school trip. School trip. I am going abroad. I'm, I'm leaving my suit at home. <laughs> I am not. I'm gonna being flirt Spider-Man. with MJ and just have a good trip. Yes. Like a normal kid. Which so which brings me to I think it's hilarious
0: that May. You know, she didn't know until in uh, Endgame, essentially, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that Peter Parker was Spider Man. So now all of a sudden we. Fo- oh no, no. I'm sorry. I backed that up. She found out that end of Homecoming because yeah. it was one of the yeah. So she obviously she was part of the blip. Yep. The snap. Yep. Because she never ages. <laughs> oh my gosh, Marissa Tomei. Let's just time <laughs> out for a second here. She's it's gorgeous. Sidebar. Sidebar. Um, but yeah, so. She now knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, and mm-hmm. she's super supportive of it, and she's, you know, helping him pack for Europe, and hey, are you going to bring your suit? Don't forget your suit. Don't forget your suit. Are you going to bring your so suit? So, you your can suit. dodge a
1: bullet, but not a banana.
0: Not a banana. Okay. Um,
1: we thought your Peter
0: Tingle would help you Peter dodge Tingle. the banana. Hashtag Peter Tingle. And again, hashtag, sorry for uh, <laughs> Great Dane Thorne Loki under the table. Battling it out. Battling it out. Yep. yep, Control of Asgard. Yes. Uh,
1: The Bennett household is Asgard, apparently. (laughs) And I love it. It annoys Tiffany. And it's just like, hey, we're going to veer off into mom life for a second. Your kids don't really bother other people. They really only bother you. So just like the dogs are driving Tiffany crazy, it's not bothering me one bit. And y'all probably didn't even notice until we pointed it out. No, not at all. But...
0: you know, again, this is the first episode, so I'm a little uh, a little embarrassed, but Mm-mm. it's okay. We'll probably throw them in the backyard at some Yola. point here. But anyway, so uh, yeah, going back to May, she's very supportive of Peter Parker, which I love. Yeah, of course. I love. Like all good aunties should be. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. she wants him to do right. Um so yeah we t- we joke about the Peter Tingle which is yeah. actually the spider sense. Yes. Which is hilarious which uh, we didn't really actually find out that Peter knew about until Infinity War. Yeah. Cuz it popped up and, and then um, the,
1: yeah, yeah. And then of course we go May and Happy. Oh my goodness! They what? have
0: some sort of like flirtation. Summer fling? Like, what is going on here? She thinks it's a summer fling. Happy's all about it, though. Happy is all in it. It is adorable, mm-hmm. and I love every second of mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so these monsters, doggies, doggies, welcome to the podcast. Lord welcome, doggies. everybody. So, um, so the antagonist, I guess, if you will. Yes, of, of this movie
1: antagonist
0: is Quentin Beck, Ugh. aka Mysterio, Mysterio. and uh, aka Fishbowl Head, played by Jake Gyllenhaal. Leslie, oh. your thoughts? Because I know you have some. Can we
1: talk about this? Because please, okay. Tell. So my favorite thing about Tiffany and Leslie hashtag Lesani mm-hmm. is that we know that we don't agree about everything, and Tiffany and I disagree on Jake Gyllenhaal.
0: Oh, I love Jake Gyllenhaal.
1: Tiffy loves. Jake Gyllenhaal. Leslie does not love Jake Gyllenhaal. For some reason, I don't like Jake Gyllenhaal, which is fine. And, again, we always agree to disagree, but for whatever reason, I just think he's not that great. Uh, And and that's okay, because I feel like he did a really good job in this movie being a bad guy, because I don't like him, so I didn't want to like him. And I walked into the movie theater with this preconceived... Notion that I don't like Jake Gyllenhaal, so this character is going to be crap. I mean, I don't know.
0: I, it's not that I'm a huge fan of Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. I mean, is he easy on the eyes? He is, for me, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he's not a terrible actor. Uh, he's not my first choice, but again, it, like, if he's there, I'm like, hey, I'm all for it. Uh, is he good at playing a douchebag? Yes. Yeah. So, for this role, I think he was good. Uh, Hey, Jake Gyllenhaal, I know you're never going to listen to this, but um, I hurt your face, and I am not mad at the fact that you were playing a douchebag, so big ups to that. But, you know, he, in my opinion, I think he's, like, the perfect...
1: Douchebag? ...guy. (laughs) Yes. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. Sorry, Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, But he is perfect at this role, and...
0: Again, like I said before, I get very sucked into these movies, so I literally do not see all of the, like, oh my gosh, he's the bad guy right away. Mm. Like, I, I see mm. the, mm, Peter, should you really be giving your glasses that Tony Stark just gave you oh, over to Quentin Beck? Can we talk about that? You barely because... know the guy. Hashtag Edith. Hashtag even in death, I'm the hero. I mean, Tony Stark with his acronyms. I digress. Barf. But anyway, yes, barf. So essentially, Jake Gyllenhaal, Quentin Beck, is just pissed off because Tony Stark called his project Barf. Well, yeah. I mean, really. I mean, that's really what and there. it boils down to. Who's going to fund it? Right, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. So, honestly, when he handed over the glasses, it was too much for me. I, I was like, Peter, come on. I mean, if you think about it, Looking at the movie, you're like, okay, there's no way this could be over right now because this is like 20 minutes into the movie. Yeah, exactly. So the fact that Quentin Beck was able to uh, infiltrate Fury and Hill. And develop this quote-unquote multiverse and make up these Mm. uh, elementals and all this stuff and then gain Peter's trust for Peter to give him the
1: glasses to kind of take over a big chunk of Stark Industries. Pretty impressive. Right. Pretty impressive. So just so we're clear, because Tiffany and I laugh about this, because we know BARF and we can never remember what it stands for. We cannot remember what it stands for. So So, this is what Google is for. So thank you, Google. Hashtag Google. Google. Binarily augmented retro framing. So there you yes. go. Yeah. There you go. And Tony Stark genius.
0: Barf. I mean there it is. There it is. So you know, when that whole scene happened, after Peter walked out of the bar and Mysterio is basically sitting there like laughing and all this background stuff is happening and all of the illusion is coming down and and i'm like what is happening right now i'm Mm -hmm. like i'm so confused and then of course everybody's in on it and it's a ruse and he starts shabbing at everybody Mm. which i thought was kind of genius i mean besides the fact that we all know marvel is amazing to begin with Mm. but the fact that marvel has the guy that Jeff bridger's Bridges. Bridges was mm. screaming at. In yeah. Iron Man 1 from 2008 in yes. this film. Mm. And we also have, who is it? Isn't there somebody else that was in it?
1: That was Oh, my gosh. It goes like they drag people out and you're like, oh, my Everybody. God, that dude. Marvel is the biggest full circle everywhere except for uh, the exception <laughs> of
0: Terrence Howard, which RIP.
1: <laughs> yes, um, bye. We are
0: so happy that Don Cheadle took over your role because mm. I cannot picture Terrence Howard in the rest of the um, War Machine character just bye. saying
1: bye felicia and uh, yeah 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 but yeah don't o- miss you no don't miss you but obadiah stain yes obadiah stain yes he's the one that thought he was gonna come up with a bigger better but no no not no. at all no but again guys i mean this whole uh, you know homage
0: to everybody in this freaking marvel universe is just so amazing to me um but yeah so you know we find out later on that this entire elementals whatever is going on Mm. is actually fake and we don't realize it until um peter (laughs) gets infiltrated during his field trip and nick fury at Nick Fury, air quotes quote. for anybody. Sorry, spoiler alert. Spoiler. Obviously, if you're listening to this, huge spoiler alert. Um, but yeah, they they have this chick that gives him this new suit. So it's basically a Spider-Man suit, and it's stealth mode Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So Spider-Man is fighting, or European Spider-Man is fighting the Elementals for the first time. Mm. It's this big illusion. Doesn't seem like it's Peter Parker at all. Um, and then we've got Ned and his new girlfriend genius. That we decided, because it's in typical high school fashion, like, oh. oh my gosh, you sit next to me, and we have so much in common, the so now, new love of my life. you're my boyfriend, and I love you. Make a laugh. Oh my gosh. So, Ooh. they're on the fucking Ferris wheel, mm-hmm, after they sneak mm-hmm, away, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Peter's fighting off the elementals in this stealth suit, and <laughs>
1: just decides to call him Night Monkey. It's the night monkey. It's the night monkey. No, it's not Spider Man in a black suit. No it's the night monkey. It's not
0: European Spider Man, it's the night monkey. It's not Spider Man
1: far from home, it's the it's night the night
0: monkey. monkey. Which is amazing because
1: yeah. he does not have a tail. No, he doesn't <laughs> He's not snacking on a banana. I mean, monkeys don't have web
0: coming from their arms, but it's hilarious. Yes. In any way, shape, it's or form. Normal. So, yeah, and that's what the newscasters end up calling him is the Night Night Monkey, Monkey, which is hilarious. Um, But, yeah, so Peter goes ahead and he figures out all this shit. He goes one-on-one with Mysterio, which Mm. I have to say for myself, again, because I get so involved in the actual movie that I feel like I'm part of it and I'm going through it. So I don't see any of the obvious Mm. shit. I got mine fucked a couple times. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I mean, Mysterio. Oh, my gosh. Wait. No. Is that Nick Fury? Oh, my gosh. No. It's Spider-Man. Ah! He got hit by a train. Yeah. Like, I mean, that was me. Yeah. The entire time.
1: And me... Okay. So, initially, fine. Whatever. I took the Mysterio thing for what it was worth. And then once we figured out it was happening, creating an illusion with drones, my reaction as a anti-Jake Chillenhall person... Unfortunately, was well, if he's creating all this chaos with drones, why is he actually destroying things? Why is he actually killing people? Right, if you're gonna create the grand illusion, why actually inflict pain on the innocent masses? Well, so to speak, he's a sociopath, exactly. He's a sociopath, and but for me, I had a really hard time processing that because I was like, You're this is all fake. Why are you really killing people? If you're trying to get your point across, just get your point across. But don't kill people and don't trash Venice. I think I was most hurt by that because, Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God.
0: Oh, I mean, and um,
1: I just want to say for those who
0: are actual fangirls slash fanboys, um, Drunk Tiffany last night for some reason decided to buy the Indiana Jones trilogy. So yes. today, while I was cleaning my house in preparation for Leslie and her kids to come here, yes. I had my favorite... Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade on in the background, and, you know, that takes place in Venice in Sean the very Connery. beginning. Yeah, Sean Connery. Love me some Sean Connery. So, yeah, Venice is a really special place, so why would you want to ruin it? Yes, please. Unless you're a sociopath. Well. Which Jake Gyllenhaal in this matter is. I mean, not Jake Gyllenhaal, Quentin Beck. Quentin Beck. Quentin He is Beck. a sociopath.
1: But, yeah, of all the places in the world I've been, Venice is the most magical, and I, I just can't imagine that you would seek that out. It's like, let me go trash the Statue of Liberty. Or, right, exactly. I mean, it's a big, on. iconic place. I mean, it, it, those buildings are older than dirt. Yeah, seriously. And they've survived flooding, and they stand up out of the water. Like, please pick somewhere else to destroy Right, your I patient. mean, and the rest of Europe,
0: too. I mean, because they hop around a little bit. Yeah, so let's like,
1: flatten some stuff in the USA that's only been around for a couple hundred it, years. Right, seriously. Years. Like, like, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, I I digress. I digress. But anyway, okay. so... Um, we have poor
0: Peter, who is just as mind-fucked as I was during the movie. And mm. we end up, you know, he is in, where is he? Uh, is it Norway? Prague. Prague? No, no, no. He no, he doesn't no. go to Prague. No, no, no. Uh, when he ends up in the, the jersey, the soccer jersey, and he's with oh, all he's of the in Amsterdam. Amsterdam. <laughs> and poor thing. So Happy finally finds him in the middle of this beautiful tulip. Field. Uh-huh. So that's what uh-huh. is that Norway? I don't know what I'm talking Amsterdam.
1: about. um Tiffany's terrible at geography, just no. to tell you. But Leslie's been there, so she. Knows.
0: <laughs> it's where
1: the tulips grow. And where the, Dutch the tulips people grow? Are.
0: Yes, where the Dutch people are. So it's Amsterdam. So poor Peter, you know, happy lands in in the Stark Plain, and he's like, "Hey, Peter, I'm here." And poor Peter is like, "Oh my gosh, tell me something that you only know about me that Ooh. nobody else knows," because he's so messed up by Mysterio. Like, messing with him and all these illusions. Yeah. So, Happy proves that it's him and that it's not an illusion. And Peter gets on the plane and they have a whole, like, you know, reminisce on Tony Stark and how mm. obvi we all miss Tony Stark. And I have to admit, I got a little teary-eyed mm. during the whole thing. And well, You're then, not human if you don't. Well, exactly. I mean, mm. seriously. Mm. So, after Happy Hogan tells Peter, like, hey, you know... Tony knew what he was doing, man. If if he didn't, then you wouldn't be here right now, kind of thing. Not here, but I mean, like, in this situation yeah. and whatever. So, Peter, in true, in my opinion, stark fashion, goes to the back of the plane, and he starts to make his own spider suit. Yeah, he starts building suit. A suit. His yeah, own Spider-Man I mean... suit. And, Happy says, you worry about the suit, or whatever he says his line is, I'll worry I'll about the music. the music. So... Happy puts on ACDC Back in Black. Amazing because I know I can't remember. I want to say it was Iron Man Three, but I believe that that particular song was played at some point while Tony was trying to create an Iron Man suit of of some sort or whatever. Yeah, oh yeah. And uh, then Peter says, "Oh my gosh, I love Led Zeppelin." But um, yeah. So hashtag Tiffany is not very bright. (laughs) Um, uh, sidebar, Leslie and our dear friend Gordon, Mm. we do this thing every now and then called the song of the day, the track of the day, Mm -hmm, whatever. mm -hmm. So for me, I usually relate it to movies. So if I'm watching something like the umbrella Academy or like anything, empire records, anything, anything, so my big thing is movies. And music. So I'm like, oh my gosh. So I come home and I'm like, I have to play this song. I have to play this song. This is going to be my track of the day. This is it. And I look at my husband, Dan, and I'm like, which Led Zeppelin song was that? hmm <laughs> And Dan looks at me like, are you fucking kidding me right now? You got stuck on Ragnarok. Uh, are you serious right now? No, no, no. Because I have a problem. I, for some reason, my entire life, even though they sound completely different, I think... Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd sound the same. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I think we've had this Yeah. Conversation. So, I have an issue. So, I was like, really who was that then? Because I thought it was Led Zeppelin. So, I fell into the entire joke and the like Peter totally trap. didn't get it. I fell into the Peter Tingle trap and I was a little bit embarrassed, but at the same time, I was like, hey, it's okay because mm. I uh feel like I should be as young as Peter Parker, mm-hmm. even though I am not. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought that was hilarious because it's actually ACDC, but I digress.
1: Well, and we, yeah, I mean, we digress because we were trying to figure out, I was like, isn't ACDC Australian? And then Led Zeppelin is British, but apparently ACDC was formed by British guys in Australia. So, whatever. I'm I mean, and I don't, way even,
0: too far off I don't even get that deep into it. I'm just like, ah, uh, who is this? I like this song. There oh, you go. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so we go to Peter basically, obviously, defeating uh, Mysterio and all of his drones and everything else. Mm. And uh, yeah, at the end, happy ending, MJ figures out that Peter Parker is Spider-Man and he confirms it. Mm. And, you know, they, they do like They fly away. They fly away. And this is an amazing embrace. It's adorable. So happy. And can we pause for a second to mm. say... How I love that Zendaya is NJ. I think it's adorable. Oh my god, she's so good. I love her. She's Although so good. I'm I'm not saying Zendaya is not pretty, but I I don't know she's why not everybody conventionally beautiful. No, she's really not. But I I love her. Like yeah. I like I said, I've been watching Euphoria, mm. which again, for anybody out there that's been watching it, it's super disturbing. Yeah. If if you haven't been watching it, if you can get past some of the disturbing stuff. It's actually a pretty good show. Yeah. But anyway. Um, but so also yeah.
1: The Greatest Showman.
0: Yes. The Greatest Showman. Yes. We love Zendaya. She is amazing. She is beautiful. And she uh, owns it. Whatever it so is, good. she owns it. She really does. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, Peter saves the day. And, you know, we go back to New York. And then Peter and MJ go on a date. And they're basically swinging around New York. And they end up in Times Square. So, yes. here we go. But up up post credit scenes. Spoiler alert. So post credit scenes, um, they're swinging through New York. And Peter's like, okay, yeah, you know, I'm going to drop you off here in Times Square. Peace out, homie. I'll see you later. And then all of a sudden, on all of the fucking jumbotrons in Times Square, breaking news, we have all of this information from Quentin Beck, a.k.a. Mysterio. So they start playing this video saying, hey, Spider-Man his real name is Peter Parker. What? What the fuck? Now if Ugh. that if that wasn't like crazy enough, um enter JK Simmons. Hashtag Anybody JK Simmons. remember Toby Maguire, Spider-Man, Heck yeah. and the Daily Bugle, yes. and J. Jonah Jameson. J.J. Jameson. That was J.K. Simmons. So Hello. I was pleasantly surprised at the fact that they actually brought him back. Of I course. mean, he's not actually the Daily Bugle that we remember, you know, Peter Parker flying around taking pictures of Spider-Man, whatever. Mm. It seems like it's more like an internet-based, like, live streaming type newscast, whatever, But I
1: liked it. Oh, so good. I mean,
0: and again, who doesn't love J.K. Simmons? I mean, let's
1: redeem the whiplashness.
0: Oh, my gosh. And, I I mean, if anybody knows, and I talk about this in the next episode with Kevin, but I love me some Miles Teller.
1: I mean, come on. I
0: love Miles Teller. So, Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons, they have fantastic chemistry. So, I mean, I'm just a fan of J.K. Simmons in general
1: we are farmers <laughs> sorry y'all we are this is us just saying uh, yeah exactly so yeah. sorry again
0: our kids have been in bed for quite some time now and mm. we are still sipping on these summer solstices which y'all should try cheers mm. um but anyway so after that happens and it's like what in the hell like poor peter he's in the middle of times square quentin beck has already told the world And Peter Parker sitting as Spider-Man on the top of a lamppost in the middle of Times Square that he is Spider-Man, like craziness. And then, of course, you know, in true Marvel fashion, they cut off. Of course. So, again, I don't know if there are still any people out there that actually don't either, one, sit through the entire movie until it's completely finished. Or two have that friend that's able to go see the movie before you. That is like okay. There's, you know, one post credit scene, two post credit scenes, or in the case of Endgame, or (laughs) yeah, Guardians, five post credit scenes, whatever it was, five. Or an Endgame, don't bother sticking around. There aren't any. Except for that
1: tiny itty bitty noise at the very end. Right. Exactly. Yes, but I mean, there's no.
0: If you don't stay long enough. To see all of the post-credit scenes for Marvel movies, I pity you. Shame. 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 On all of you. Shame. But anyway, so we get to the second post-credit scene, which takes a really long fucking time uh. to get to, by the way. Um. So we find out that Nick Fury and mm. Maria Hill mm. are fucking scrolls. What? Make it stop. The fuck. Yep. I mean, I was like, what, how long? What, like, what? An, when?
1: Why? Where? Right. And how. Exactly.
0: So then we see Nick Fury on one of the scroll bases. Yeah. But here's the question I have: Are they orbiting Earth like that base was in Captain Marvel, or are they somewhere far out in the universe that we don't know where in the fuck they are? Right. Like, where are they? But we all we know is that Nick Fury is. He looks like he's relaxed. He looks like that. He's you know, chilling, so mm. to speak. Um, but Bad, yeah, awesome that just, yep. That just completely
1: opens up a mm-hmm. whole other, like, again, that, that brings us ladies and gentlemen to phase five. And also Ben Mendelssohn. Yes. Just saying, mm. just saying. Stop it. I know. So,
0: you know, we're at a point now where, I mean, Marvel, what the fuck are you doing? They're creating
1: their own... You, you,
0: are, you are messing with us in every way, shape, and form possible.
1: Mind to And I'm
0: not mad at it, but I'm just saying, you know, like, uh, ease us
1: into it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, seriously. They um, just don't throw us in the deep end, but okay, and we'll take your merchandise as well.
0: Yes, exactly. Give me all your money. But I have to say, when Dan and I walked out of that movie, Dan looked at me and said, Okay. So that explains a lot because I was going to say they really did Nick Fury a little bit different in this movie. Because he actually seemed a little bit on the lighter side, which is weird for Nick Fury. And I was like, you know what? Again, because I get sucked into these movies and I'm like so involved in what's going on. I do not even realize what's happening. But yeah, looking back at it, would Maria Hill really talk back Mm -hmm. to Nick Fury and Mm -hmm. be like, "Mm, yeah, mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. So... Little bit different, but I mean, all in all, really good movie, really enjoyed it. Uh definitely recommend anybody to see it. Uh it's fantastic.
1: Yeah. So so good. Um, but yeah, transitioning on to hashtag mom life because I'm sitting here wondering if my kids are actually asleep. Well, you know,
0: I'm sure it's it's like after ten o'clock at night and we're just like hanging out in my dining room. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so I wanted to talk about lately. Uh, DJ, my two-year-old, has kind of, eh, gone through a digression, mm-hmm. if you will. Okay. Uh, we used to do really well with going to sleep. Um, we are one of those bad parents that gives him a bottle when he goes to bed, and, you know, I don't care if you judge me or not, but it's what suits him to go to sleep, and I like sleeping, so, I mean, it helps him, but... I, He was really good sleeping all through the night, and all of a sudden, you know, like, maybe once a week, once every two weeks, he wakes up at 3 o'clock in the morning just screaming. Mm. Which, I get it. I mean, it's part of life. It's toddler life. It's Mm -hmm. digression. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Um, And now, I have finally decided at, what are we, 25 months of this child's life? Mm. Finally putting him in timeout. Oh, timeout is magical. So... (laughs) I, it was this week, um, he was super acting out and our great Danes, Thor and Logie, they have these big dog bowls in our mudroom area and DJ likes to take the bowls out, put them on the floor. And then he takes the stand that the dog bowls are in and he brings it into the living room and we constantly tell him, no, we don't, you know, we don't do this. So I take it and I, you know, the stand and I bring it into the garage. And by the time I got back into the living room, he had taken my Yeti, which was full of ice and water, and put it on my husband's side of the couch, throwing water all over the place. And I about lost my shit, people. Yeah, I, it happens. It, it happens, but I was over it. Mm. And, he, you know, I was like, DJ, this is not okay. I didn't say it exactly like that. I'm sure all you moms out there can picture exactly what went down. Mm. Um, But I bring him upstairs, and he just started acting a fool. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to put him in his room. Yep. Just put him in his room and close the door. Yep. This kid started hysterically crying. Yeah. Hysterically crying. And funny enough, at that time, my girlfriends, Michelle and Kelly, started texting about some other stuff. And I was like, hey, how terrible is it right now that I threw my child in his room and just closed the door? And uh, their response was, what took you so long? <laughs> so, you know, and yeah. again, me, I'm not going to lie. I'm 37. This is my first kid. He's going to be my only kid. So I really don't know what the fuck I'm doing. None of us do. No. So, I, you know, I'm like, well, how long do I keep him in there? And Callie responded and said, well, you know, minutes are based on age. So I'm like, so he's only going to stay in there for two minutes? And Kelly came back and said, LOL, did you think it would be longer than that? And I was kind of like, well, you know, it's about 8.30. I was okay with leaving him in there until bedtime, which is 9 o'clock. But yeah, I mean, for those of you who haven't tried it yet, if you have like a -a two-year-old, two-and-a-half-year-old, fucking do timeout even if it's two minutes it is magical so uh, the main thing you have to remember is when you do take them out of timeout you have to sit there with them even if they're crying hysterically and tell them why you put them in there now i know realistically dj's not listening to me i get it but i'm hoping that if we do this as a routine and that we say hey when mommy says no or if I say stop, yeah. you have to listen to me. Yeah. And then just kind of go from there. And so... they do. And
1: they will. And look, y'all, we're all doing the best we can every single day. I am here, and like we said earlier, we have a two-year-old, a five-year-old, and a seven-year-old in this house right in now. In the same fucking house. crazy. What were we thinking? Oh, my God. But, you know, we're doing okay. Uh we have to remind ourselves that they're two, five, and seven. And on the, in the big picture grand scheme, they're doing great, man. Mm-hmm. They're doing great. Everybody's in bed. Nobody cried. It. it hey, this is us. This, this is, is what we're doing. This is it. I mean,
0: there's no way to do mom life easy. No. As I'm starting to find out. Because, again, you know, like... My husband and I tried to have kids for a six-year period. It didn't happen. And we were like, meh, maybe we're just not meant to have kids. Then all of a sudden we got pregnant because that's like the tale is all this time. That's of what course, happens to everybody. Of course. So, you know, now we have DJ and I'm like, holy fuck. If I did this 10 years ago, I think I would have been a little bit better at it. But it's it it doesn't matter. It is. If it's it 10 years from now, 10 years prior to now, it, it doesn't matter. It's, it, it's going to be difficult no matter what. So... Yeah. You know, moms, if you're out there and you feel like you're not really, you know, like, doing well, you really are. You're doing fucking great. Seriously. I mean, it's difficult. I mean, if you can change your child, if you can feed your child, if you can get your child to bed. Keep them alive.
1: Keep them alive. Keep them alive. You're good. You're good. And no kid, every kid is different. Let me just put it that way. I was going to say no kid is the same, but every kid is different. And I, the three, our three kids... They're great, but they're two, five, and seven. And my two could not be more different. So my girl is seven. My boy is five. My little boy's a cat. I'm not even kidding y'all. He really is. You give him food and a litter box, and he's fine for three days. My little girl, on the other hand, you cannot leave her alone for five minutes. Yeah. But she's desperate for attention. and But good attention. Right. She doesn't necessarily lash out, act out in a bad way. But she knows how to get your attention. And oh, she's a button pusher, that one. For in the best sure. way possible. In the best way possible. So, all that being said, we're just saying, you might think your kid is bad, but the only person your kid is bothering is you. Right. And That's like going out to a restaurant. Dan mm-hmm. gets on me
0: all the time when we go out with DJ and he's either uh, not acting crazy because he's really not. He's in a high chair. He's mm-hmm. not doing anything. But Dan's like... No one else is paying attention to him. It's just you. It really is. I mean, and there are those couples that are like, Ugh, we don't have kids and well, why is their, this kid screaming? That's but
1: their decision.
0: Again, I was like that. But once you have a kid, there are other moms out there that are like, you know what? Do you, mom. Do you, The You kid screaming? You're it's do- okay. I've been there. I got you. I will look you in the face and be like, mom, I got you. I can I know remember what you're going saying...
1: Through. My kid will never have a dirty face, or my kid will never have a booger nose, or my kid will never run around in just a diaper. Okay. Okay, that shit does Let's not happen. Let's try that again. That after does not you happen. have two kids. Oh they do God. run around with dirty faces, and they do run around with booger noses. Even one kid, run for that matter, in a diaper. They just do. That is life. That is life. But
0: we digress,
1: and again, that's why we drink. Well, hello. That is why we drink. And it's so, you know what, girls, ladies, y'all, whoever's listening, men, even who dads. Lives. Even dads. Anyone. It, that's why we drink. And if you drink, cheers. If you don't, all good, cuz it's get not for everybody. Get yourself some seltzer
0: water and some lime Look, and you, cheers. Get
1: a Gatorade, get a water, get your sweet tea on. Just do whatever it is that makes you feel better.
0: Right? Anything that's going to make you, like, just relax and chill out after the kids go to bed. I mean, that's really it. Hot bath, lavender, Something.
1: whatever. Just cover yourself in those lavender bushes, whatever. Anything.
0: But you do you, boo. Everybody's doing good. And, you know, be, being a mom is hard. That's why. I mean, and again, you know, like, I, uh, this whole podcast... I love talking about anything that has to do with the fandom. I mean, it doesn't even have to be Marvel. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be Star Wars. I mean, at some point, hopefully within the next couple days, we're going to get our good friend Michelle on here. We're going to talk about Big Little Lies. I mean, anything, you know. Any sort of thing that you are a fan of, that's what we're here for. Yeah, it
1: doesn't matter. It can be, okay, so it could be, um, I'm reaching here, but like, Okay, my kids love SpongeBob. There you go. And I know a lot of parents that love SpongeBob. SpongeBob too. is a hidden treasure. You do your thing, man. For any of
0: you that haven't watched SpongeBob, there are seriously some indowindows in there yeah, that are adult. There's adult-like. as much
1: for mom and dad in SpongeBob as there is for the kids. There definitely is. This is, is just a thing. Like, what we're trying to say is, whatever you like, like it and make it yours because. It makes you happy, and our, uh, we've mentioned our friend Gordon earlier, but man, let your freak flag fly. Just Seriously. love what you love, and don't going, be afraid of anybody yeah. judging you. I mean, that's your thing. And that's, you cannot imagine how many conversations that will spark for you. It, just whatever it might be, a, a pin on your backpack, a, a logo on your t-shirt, um... Oh my gosh,
0: I went to Trader Joe's like a couple months ago and I was wearing my... So Hot Topic came out with um, Infinity War when it came out. There's this amazing t-shirt, which Leslie and I both have, and it's basically the Infinity War tour. So it's got all of the Infinity War um, information on it. On the back, it's got all of the, the... Infinity stones. Stones, Thank you. The Infinity Stones and like where they are, except the Soul Stone. Except for the Soul Stone, because at that point we didn't know where it was. And um, someone in Trader Joe's, there was a couple. They were like, Mm. "Oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. I love your T-shirt." And I mean, and you can spark a conversation off of that. And actually, I, I mean, speaking of that. Leslie and I have been to a few Comic-Cons, and you actually just went to a Comic-Con yep. a couple weeks ago. So, hey, do you want to talk about that real quick?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about it. Raleigh's Galaxy con, Galaxy Con, which used to be Raleigh SuperCon. Raleigh SuperCon. But, yeah, so we said earlier, y'all, that I live in Raleigh, and um, Tiffany and I are the con experts. Not... Okay, that's the wrong word. We love cons. We are not even... We Easter are expert. so not experts, but... We're so novice, but... Um Galaxy Con came to Raleigh and I decided way ahead of the game that I wanted to go on Friday instead of the weekend because the weekends are crazy. And if you go to Cons you know that Saturday is the worst day. It is the big day. That's it's where the all big day. the heavy hitters are. I don't want to say it's the worst day, but it's the big day and it's so crowded and it's kind of chaos. So I decided to go Friday and I decided to go because I wanted to see David Tennant. Uh, Who came from Raleigh, which was amazing. Broadchurch, Jessica Jones, Doctor Who, Barty Crouch, and not to mention Good Omens, also Crowley. But yeah, so I decided to go to this con. I decided to go on Raleigh in uh, Friday in Raleigh, and um, I work with a girl. I'm 42, not even trying to disguise how old I am. Um, I work with a girl that's 22. Mama, you do not look 42. Thank you. Love you. I love you. I love you. But she's 22, and she. k Katie. k Katie. Shout out to Katie. <laughs> hey, girl, hey. She's at Once Upon a Time in Hollywood 35mm right now. But um, she's in the geek. So jelly. She's in the geek life. She's here. She's with us. And uh, and uh, she was like, oh, I've never been to a Comic-Con. And I was like, well, you're coming with me. So we split the David Tennant photo op, took her to the con. Con was amazing. So when you first go into the Raleigh Supercon in the convention center, when you go in, you come in and you're on like um, a balcony almost. And before you go down the escalator, you oh, can you stop everything. on the balcony and you can like overlook the whole con. And when we got there, she stopped and she was like, oh my gosh. It's are, a little overwhelming. It's actually any Comic Con that
0: you go to, and again, we're not talking San Diego Comic Con because we haven't been there, and that is the mecca of all Comic Cons. But that's any balls. con that you and I have been to, it is sensory overload. Oh
1: the costumes, the comic books, the pops, the toys, the there's cosplay booths, there's everything work, booths, a- anything and then you can think artist of, artist alley, and food trucks, and just oh. M and G. So, yeah, we, she looked at it, and she was like, we're not going to have time to do all this. And it was 1230 in the afternoon. And I was like, we're going to do all this. And we walked all the aisles. We waited on, let's see. Oh, oh, oh so Sonny Chiba. Mm. Oh, my God. Hashtag oh, Chiba. let's talk about Sunny Chiba. So, so anybody that doesn't know who uh,
0: Sonny Chiba is, because I don't know him by name, and Leslie and I had talked about this uh, afterwards, but yeah. Sunny Chiba is, if anybody has seen Kill Bill, yeah. Sunny Chiba is Tori Hanzo. Yeah. So the
1: Torihanzo
0: sword that Uma Thurman is trying to get, which she they actually don't show until Kill Bill Two. Yeah. Um, that is Sunny Chiba. Yeah. So he's an amazing actor, and I didn't know this, and you know, again, I'm showing my age here, but
1: he was big with like Bruce Lee movies. You yeah. said, Right. He was like back in the Bruce Lee day. He was, ju- he was like a Jackie Chan. He was th- for that generation. But like doing the fights and all the Street Fighter movies. And so not only did I know the Street Fighter movies from my childhood with my older brother. But uh, True Romance, which was a Quentin Tarantino film that he sold and was directed by Tony Scott. Uh, Quentin Tarantino sold True Romance so that he could make Reservoir Dogs. Okay. But Uh, good movie, right? Fantastic movie talking about it. But Uh, so in true romance, Christian Slater, who's the main character, Clarence Worley. Is this the movie that you and Dan tried to get me to watch that I fell
0: asleep to? Because um, Tiffany drank too much. Yeah, that's what I do. Well, drunk Tiffany.
1: So uh, Clarence Worley, aka Christian Slater takes himself to the movies on his birthday every year. So he goes to the movies on his birthday He goes to see Street Fighter, Street Fighter 2, and Sister Street Fighter, all three Sonny Chiba films. And while he's sitting in the movie theater, a young lady comes in, stumbles in, sits down, spills her popcorn, apologizes, asks him to fill her in, and let's just say the next morning they get married. But she was set up to be there, and he couldn't understand why she came to see three kung fu movies, and it's because at the time she was call girl and her boss center. To be with Clarence on his birthday, that was my second introduction to Sunny Chiba. So when we decided to go to this con in Raleigh, I was like, Sunny Chiba's going to be there. David Tennant, fine, done deal. Oh, bought love, the pa- bought the ticket, took the ride. But I was back and forth on Sunny Chiba, and I didn't know whether or not I wanted to pay to see him. So we get there and we walk past him, and he's sitting there with his wife, as adorable as he can be, behind his little table. <laughs> And I looked at my friend Katie and I was like, I got to do this. And she was like, you got to do this. And I said, do you guys take a card? And he goes, oh, my chip reader, a little bit of broken English. My chip reader is being charged and it's cash only right now, but come back. So we walked a couple aisles of the con. We came back and the chip reader was still not there.